There is only Christ. He is everything. He is in everything. From the letter of St. Paul to the Colossians, chapter 3, verse 11. Hello, this is Rick, and welcome to my companion podcast, Christ Through the Elements, in which I do three things. First of all, talk a little bit about Christ. And for these momentary reflections, I am using primarily the text that Richard Rohr, Father Richard, has written very recently called The Universal Christ. In the second part of the episode, I reflect on the information about an element. And this information I am getting from another book called The Elements, A Visual Exploration of Every Known Atom. And this is written by Theodore Gray. And then in the third and final part of the episode, I pull these two threads together and reflect upon what this element can show us or reveal to us or teach us about Christ. Now, I'm on chapter six of the universal Christ, and I just started reading the chapter. And as I mentioned on an episode a couple days ago, I'm going to try to keep my reading of the chapter fresh, meaning I'll read a part and then uh, weave it together with the specific element. And this particular chapter is called A Sacred Wholeness. And it's interesting because Father Richard begins the chapter with two figures who are not typically thought of as saintly or holy people, and certainly neither of them is really even thought about as a Christian. The very first person that Father Richard talks about in this chapter is a Jewish woman who died in Auschwitz that was Eddie Hillesum, and she is uh, known as being a writer and a poet. The other probably more famous person is Carl Jung, known for his um, psychology, also known for the theory of the shadow self and the um, archetypes and, and many other things that you may have encountered in a Psych 101 course somewhere along the way. Father Richard writes, Carl Jung recognized that many humans had become reflections of the punitive God they worshipped. Forgiving God allows us to recognize the good in the supposed bad and the bad in the supposed perfect or ideal. Any view of God as tyrannical or punitive tragically keeps us from admitting these seeming contradictions. And he's talking there about that contradiction between recognizing that there is good in what is often labeled as bad and there is often bad in what is supposedly perfect or ideal. There's always these contradictions, these paradoxes that lie at the heart of reality. And it's that word contradiction that came to mind when I was reading about sodium. Sodium is the 11th element on the periodic table. It has the chemical symbol of Na. Now, I think this is the first element that we've encountered where the symbol is quite different 
than the element itself. Or in other words, you can't find the symbol in the name of the element, like nitrogen N or oxygen O. Sodium Na comes from a Latin word, natrium or natrium, uh, which I guess was the early name given to sodium. Theodore Gray, the author of the book we're using for this, he begins the little section on sodium by saying, quote, it is the most explosive and best tasting of all the alkali metals, which are the elements in the first column of the periodic table. And that is a contradiction right there, right? We have this element which is incredibly explosive because when you throw it into water, just plain water, it reacts suddenly and violently and it generates hydrogen gas, which explodes dramatically and throws, as Mr. Gray says, flaming chunks of sodium. Now, I have not witnessed this myself. Please don't try this at home. But that sounds pretty amazing. Of course, sodium also, when it is paired up with chlorine, it forms sodium chloride, which is NaCl, also known as table salt. Now, it's interesting because you can use other alkali metals like potassium paired up with chloride, but it is not a great salt substitute, even though that's what it's often used for, uh, because it has a metallic taste. So that particular um, combination just isn't as delicious as good old NaCl. One other use of sodium, and this harkens back to neon, which was our last element, is that sodium vapor lamps are very efficient as far as the amount of light they give off for the amount of electricity that they use. But there's a contradiction here again, because the light is kind of a sickly yellowish glow that really is not flattering to most people. So let's move into the third part where we bring these together. And I think maybe you see where this is going. Because Christ, Jesus the Christ, Jesus of Nazareth being the incarnate Jesus, or, or excuse me, Christ of all eternity, was contradictory, right? In so many different ways. Here was this humble carpenter from a backwater town, Nazareth, who is the most significant figure in all of history. You also, even during his lifetime, you had this feedback that people were giving to him. You hear this in the gospels where they're amazed. Is this not the carpenter's son? What is the image that he had and what he was saying and what he was doing and just how he reached out to people and welcomed others was contradictory. And paradoxical because much like sodium he could be explosive he could lash out at the scribes and the pharisees who were hypocrites who were whitewashed tombs with nothing but bones and filth inside 
That's in Matthew's gospel, by the way. Look it up if you've never read that passage. And of course, we see him in two of the four gospels, at least two of the four gospels, turning tables in the temple. So we see this explosive part of Jesus's personality, but we also see this kind and generous and embracing when he is with others, just like sodium, when it is paired with chlorine, it becomes so very, very different. So God is about contradictions and God works in contradictions. And Jesus himself was a man of many contradictions, but that would make sense, wouldn't it? Because the power and the might and the strength of Jesus, the Christ, was not in his force of violence, ultimately. It was in his force of love and compassion and mercy and kindness and generosity. And that is what made him tasty, if you will, like table salt. And just to add one little footnote that maybe you were thinking also that Jesus talked about salt in you and I being the salt of the earth. And we are called, I believe, even in the midst of our own contradictions, because we're not perfect to be that which gives the world taste and life and nourishment because you need salt to live without sodium. There is, well, no life. So thank you for listening. We'll be back with the next episode, which is magnesium. May the blessing and peace of Christ be with you always.